Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you two day trips that my family and I took from the town of Sorrento on the Amalfi Coast in Campania, Italy. And the first trip was to Pompeii, the ancient Roman city. And the second trip was to the island of Capri. We had a great time on both of these trips. I'll be telling you what we did the cost, the breakdown, so that will be helpful if you're thinking of doing these similar trips. And of course, if it's your first time listening to the show, we do a segment in the beginning about latest headlines, and there are some huge headlines going on. And about halfway through, we'll start with the trip reports, and we'll save some uh, bloopers for the end. Uh, So thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. Pompeii is um, an ancient 2,000-year-old preserved Roman city. It's midway between Sorrento and Napoli on the train line. We took the train to Naples or to uh, Pompeii uh, last week, and the train was down. So we had to take a bus to the nearby town of Meta and then hop on the train. That's a bit of an inconvenience, but if that happens, which uh, trains go down quite a bit in Italy. There's a lot of strikes. This happened to be just a mechanical thing, I think. But don't panic. Don't run for the next nearest taxi. You're going to get totally ripped off. We even met an American family, and we were going to split a cab with them. And they seem kind of like hardcore travelers, you know, like I tried to be. And we kind of both said it's not worth it. And so we ended up, we all kind of ended up doing the same bus route and figuring that out. You can figure this stuff out, especially with the internet, especially with so much English. There's so much English spoken in Italy right now. It's way, way more than than a decade or two ago when I first started coming here. So you can figure this out. We hopped, we, we got the public transport and that was a much better deal. You get dropped off right at the gates of Pompeii. Um, we, you, you have to bypass all these places that are claiming to be the ticket place that's like the classic trap and we almost fell into it we walked upstairs to this place that said get your tickets come on get them well i i'd never been there you know i didn't know what was going on if you read 
if, if you do any online research, they it's it's all over the map. There's no like one way to do Pompeii. And so these people are selling these group tours of about 20 people and an English speaking tour. And it was going to be a little over maybe a hundred Euro for the four of us with two kids, two bambini. And uh, it didn't seem great, but I, I was very excited about Pompeii. I love Roman history. And so I said, I guess that's the price to play ball today. But they said, oh, well, it doesn't leave for an hour. So we said we had uh, already taken about an hour to get over to the city because of the train malfunction. And you want me to wait another hour? I mean, you know, when with young kids, you got to be careful. You're burning a you're burning a clock. You're burning a time clock. You're like a quarterback in the pocket. You know, somewhere in the back of your mind, you know, you you only have a couple hours. So we said thanks, but no thanks, and we decided not to do it. So we dodged that bullet. And at the time, I didn't know how it was going to work out. But we then actually walked in to the gates of Pompeii, and then you find the official ticket booth. And it turned out they gave one of our kids a free ticket. And I'm sorry, both kids. They, they said both kids were free, 11 years old and 8 years old. I, I'm not sure what the age range on that was, but we just told them two kids. That's what you should just tell them. We have kids. And the two adult tickets were uh, 36 euro, uh, 18 euro a piece. So right there we're at 36 euro plus the nominal cost of getting on there over there on a public train without taking some cab. Uh, one thing we did splurge on um because we weren't getting the tour guide and by the way we the reason we don't do those large group in-person tours is because with an eight-year-old and 11 year old their attention span is very limited and sometimes my attention span is limited i don't always want to stand there and wait until we have to go on sometimes you can't even hear the guide you're kind of um you know, you don't, you don't have as much autonomy in, in one of those tours, and you can't check out the things you want to check out. Now, they make it sound like this place is a gigantic city. They try to intimidate you, not in, not in a mean way. They try to intimidate you in, an, in a polite way to tell you, you know, you really need a guy to tell you what's important here. Um, and, you know, if that works for you, go ahead, knock yourself out. But for us, those group tours don't really work out. And so... We did get an audio guide, and that was six euros. Um, I think the total cost of all four audio guides, they offer a kid's guide for ages three to ten, and we opted for all four adult guides because something with age range three to ten, you know, we've been burned by this lately, especially in Dubai. We, these, uh, these things aren't set up for kids that are even seven or eight years old, much less 10. So I think it was maybe 26 euro for all four of these audio guides. And they, uh, oh, and we didn't even buy the headphones. They, so they were ones you have to kind of hold up your ear, which at the catacombs in Paris, that was a little bit strange. I kind of got burned on that one. I, they didn't even give you an option for headphones. But this time I felt like, let's just see where this goes. Let me save the four euros. Let me see if I can outthink this one. Sure enough, it was not a problem to hold these up to your ear. We also got a paper map. 
And so we headed in we were off to the races and basically you want to take a moment to familiarize yourself with any audio guide. That's very important. Figure out how to most efficiently use it, optimize the performance, figure out your methodology, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, we, we figured out quickly how to jump to certain spots. The, the whole site is broken up into nine separate zones and it is, it's a very big town. I mean, at the height of, of its, uh, dominance as a, a city, it probably had, you know, had several thousand, maybe up to 5,000 people. I'm not quite sure, but that was, that was a big city back in the, uh, first century, you know, AD and, but it, the audio guide worked really well. You know, we ended up spending three hours, um, which was mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, it wasn't always with the most positive attitude from everyone, but for the most part, once you, once you get into the gates of the city, you know, it, it it's really remarkable. And so what happened with the city was it was covered in a two meter high layer of pumice from the explosion of Mount Vesuvius. And what that did is preserved the structures Many of the structures that otherwise would have deteriorated over the last 2,000 years. Of course, Vesuvius blew in 79 AD, and um, uh, people didn't, not everyone fled the city. A, a lot of people stuck around to find loved ones who had been buried and searched for their things. And by 5 o'clock the next morning, the second part of the v- volcano, which is called the pyroclastic flow, uh, sped down the mountain at about 750 miles per kilometers per hour and basically annihilated anyone in its path. So many people perished when they could have gotten out, but understandably they, you know, stuck around at their, at their home. And, uh, when you get in, if you have kids, take them to the, uh, to the bodies, show them the bodies right away. What these were, these were people who were trapped under the pumice and they, they weren't vaporized in the pyroclastic flow as a result. They were just trapped in this stone for thousands of years. Um, just only the bones remained, all the organic material, of course. Um, the most famous of these is the Orto de Fugioski, which is the um the garden of the fugitives but these were not um, law-breaking fugitives i guess that's just a translation thing these people were at the um at the nocera gate you know there's two gates to the city they were over at the nocera gate trying to flee from the pumice when they were trapped just 13 people and so what uh this italian guy back i don't remember his name uh not that important but he figured out a technique to inject plaster into the area where the organic matter of the body had been because it left this cavity. So he injected plaster in there, and it creates these near-perfect molds of what the, the people's final position was when they were completely buried. And that's the kids really wanted to see that. So there are a couple of these... Um, these gardens throughout but that most famous one has the 13 people so i don't think it's a bad idea to maybe check that one out first um we kind of meandered through uh 
a lot you know a lot of it are, are a lot of these sites are homes these are old homes where uh you know merchants lived and uh, you know you've seen one or two of these you've kind of seen them all I, I feel like you don't have to bog yourself down in that so i feel like we did a good job of hitting the highlights uh with all due respect to the guides i'm sure they're phenomenal but you know we saw a bunch of people falling around in a group of 20 and I think we made the right choice. And I think we probably saved 60 euros. And when you're on a budget and you're, um, it just wouldn't have made sense for us to do that. So that's how we did it. Um, you know, you pick the method that works for you, but we certainly think that ours worked out just fine. Like I said, we spent three hours in there. I was gobsmacked. And then we also, we skipped the restaurants when you come out these tacky kind of tourist restaurants that just wait for you there. Um, we totally skipped those. We made it back to Sorrento for an awesome pizza meal at uh, Pizzeria Franco, which is right near the train station. Uh, that place is pretty cool. And that that was uh, Pompeii. Really awesome um, site. I, I highly recommend it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm glad we did it. The next if you are staying in Sorrento, you can take a boat from the marina over to the island of Capri. Some people think it's pronounced Capri, but as Samantha Brown famously said years ago, it looks like we've been wearing Capri pants all these years. And the boat we took was at 9.25 a.m. Uh, it's about a 30-minute boat. Uh, it, the seas are a little bit rough. I actually started to get a little seasick, but I mean, come on, it's 30 minutes. I think you can handle that. You don't need to, don't pop the Dramamine. I mean, it's, that's not enough time to get seasick. Um, so you get to the, the Grand Marina in Capri. This is a small island. You may have heard of uh, Sicily, of course. You may have also heard of a, uh, a secondary island called Sir Sardinia. And a uh, few have heard of Capri, actually, but um, it's, it's kind of like the third in the list of those fun islands off the coast of Italy. And you get to the Grand Marina. You can take a bus. There's a little bus stop there and a place to buy some bus tickets. For a family of four, it's about eight euro 80 cents. We bypassed that bus. There's also funicular, which I don't personally see any reason for. I didn't, I didn't see the tickets cost, but I think the bus is gonna be your cheapest option if you don't feel like doing the walk up to town. So we did the walk. Uh, we just wanted some fresh air after being on the boat, got up. It's about a 20 minute walk going uphill, but there's some good views you can stop and turn around, take a look, take some pictures. When you get up to the main town, uh, the Piazzetta, the little mini piazza of the town of Capri, there's another good vantage point, good place for views. You, you can then, uh, what I recommend, if you take the 925 in the morning, the, the boat over, you're going to be there in the morning. We were there on a Sunday, very quiet town, very nice kind of small streets the center of town they don't allow even motorcycles so it's 
it's a nice place to just kind of go for a stroll, which is what we did. You kind of pass out through some orange and lemon groves, get some, a few views off of the backside of the island there, and just kind of take that morning to stroll around. There are maybe a couple coffee shops you could stop and get a little, uh, get a cafe espresso or something to get you going. And then right around lunchtime, as people started to get a little bit more hungry, we decided to head up to the, the town of Anacapri. It's a second town that's a little higher up in elevation. And for that, you take the bus um, that's over by the funicular. And all this is not that complicated. It's a very small town. So you're really just taking you know, this eight euro bus one way up to Anacapri. It's a windy road on the side of this mountain. Uh, some more good views. That's a general theme. There are great views on this island. It's a kind of a mountain outcropping. So you get up to Anacapri. Same thing there, just some nice lanes to explore. Uh, we actually, again, we're here in March, so things are kind of just now opening. Not all the restaurants are open. The one that we had identified uh, in our guidebook was not open yet. I think it probably was going to open in April. So we had to settle for the restaurant right off of the bus stop, which on the little square, which was not a bad restaurant and it wasn't overly priced. Uh, it wasn't a huge ripoff. It's kind of reasonable. Uh, you know, again, you pay a little cover charge. These restaurants call it coperto. It's something I've kind of been frustrated with and kind of railed against. It's like a made-up charge, but I'll, we're, we're in Lazio, which is where Rome's located right now, and they apparently outlawed this coperto. So good for Lazio. That's a that's a region for you know for the people. But go back to Capri, um, back to Anna Capri, rather. Uh, so we had a, had a fun little lunch. And then the thing that you're supposed to do when you get up there is the chairlift. There's a single person chairlift that takes you to the very top of a mountain. Uh, it's, I think, almost 600 meters. Uh, that's uh, 1,800 uh, feet approximately. Uh, I know you're thinking, there he goes again with the, with the meter stuff, but it's very easy. Even my kids can do it now. You just multiply it by three. You can take the meters and turn it into feet for you Americans. Um, and that uh, may not sound very high, but it's coming directly out of the ocean. So it's very, very kind of dramatic. And the ride up on this chairlift was really fun. Uh, kids eight and under don't have to pay for a ticket, uh, but the round trip ticket is 14 euros. So we ended up paying 42 euros for all four of us, which, you know, frankly, a little bit expensive. Uh, I should add that the boat tickets were 120 euros round trip for the family of four. The kids are a slightly reduced price. You know, again, seems like a little bit much, but, um, you know, you're going to Capri. It's pretty exclusive island. And it's just one of those things you have to budget for this trip. And I'll get to that momentarily. But a single person chairlift, you go up the side of this mountain looking at mountain goats, you're looking at olive groves, you're looking back into this like sea and uh, into the Mediterranean, it's it's blue. If you're there on a nice day, I mean, that's gonna help. Uh, I think that it's somewhat weather dependent. Uh, we had really good weather, so I have this 
glowing memory of the day. And then you get to the top, um, you walk around, you get your pictures, and there's a very dramatic steep cliff. And we were all in agreement that this was a better cliff vantage point than uh, Kling King Beach, which we did back in Bali, which was an island off the coast of Bali called Nusa Penida. And Kling King is the famous vantage point there. You know, that's where my Instagram, I, I got like 40, 40 likes on that one, which is insane for me. Uh, so I could tell I did something right there. And well, we thought this was better. And plus there weren't very many people in Anakapri. So it's kind of had that quiet, have it to yourself feeling. Um, from the top, you can hike back down to Anakapri. And then you can also hike all the way back down to Capri. And if you, if you're just, if, if your kids are hardy adventure hiker types, which our kids sometimes are, but we don't like to push it. But if you want, you could hike, you could hike all over this island. There's some really good hikes. We didn't really quite feel up to it, but we, again, we did walk from the Grand Harbor. So it, uh, we had gotten our steps in. Uh, so we took the chairlift back down and that was fun too. And all in all, it was a, it was a great experience. And then we just, uh, we took the bus back down to the Piazzetta in Capri town. And then from there, we walked back downhill to the Grand Marina. And we ended up taking the 315 bus back to Sorrento. A lot, it seemed like everyone was waiting for the 425 bus because they assumed they'd need more time in Capri. Uh, but we kind of had done what we needed to do. We'd been there for four hours, four or five hours. And so we passed the time just chilling at this restaurant down at the marina. Much to my dismay, um, the kids wanted a second lunch. I, you know, that's the budget buster lunch. You know, I thought, hey, let's get a lunch and get out of here. But, you know, people, uh, it, people in my crew don't always see things my way. And that's all right. You know, they're, the, our kids have just really loved Italy. Uh, they've loved the food. It's nice to see them eating again. One of my kids didn't eat a lot when we were in Southeast Asia um, just because they're uh, being picky. And uh, Italy, your kids are going to just, any kid's going to like to eat in this country. So I figure that's fine. Let's get a second lunch. Uh, parents get a small little aperitivo. And I just wait for the 315 boat. And so we went back to uh, Sorrento and I'm glad we did the day trip. A uh, little bit outside of budget, but really fun. Got some great pictures, good memories. And, you know, I used to think anytime I come to Italy, it's going to be Rome first. And then I'll think about Cinque Terre and maybe Venice. But I'm going to think Campania, you know, first uh, sometime in the future. It's it's got a lot to offer from my lasting impression is that it's uh, a pretty, pretty nice uh, place um, with some good, good pricing, good value stuff, especially in Naples. You know, Naples pricing was really nice. Uh, Sorrento, if you go in slightly off season, it's, um, you can get some decent value. It's a very nice town, but I, we, we feel like we could have, 
found some better places now we know the area like better in terms of value like some hidden gems if you will and of course if if you go over to Capri and you can stay for a few nights I mean that's that's gold that I, I can just imagine spending a few nights over there you know cracking open a novel getting some morning jogs in I mean I saw a guy jogging there and I thought if you're here and you're and you have time to get a jog in on the island of Coppery, I mean, that's just living. This is World Travel Dad. Let's face it, when I'm on the road, I get ripped off a lot. And I'm constantly making a fool of myself. But I'd like to share those moments with you because maybe it'll help you avoid a similar fate. Or maybe you can just make fun of me. I was really beginning to make a mess of Rome. You know, we've been here for a few days and I've been, we've been planning a lot of this trip, but Rome, we kind of winged it a little bit. And so lo and behold, I went to go, you know, a couple days beforehand, I went to get a ticket to the Vatican. You know, maybe you've heard of it, kind of a popular site. Well, tickets appear to be sold out indefinitely, and you probably would have had to buy them about six months ago. So the Vatican is not going to happen on our trip this time. And, uh, you know, before you say anything, you know, oh, no, how sad. Well, first of all, I have been to the Vatican, and my wife's been there, and we have uh, smelled what it's like to be in the Sistine Chapel, Robin Williams. So I'm not going to shed too many tears over it. As for my kids, I have an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old, and who knows how that would have gone. Some crowded room. I mean, when kids are short, it's hard for them to even like look up and like see over all these, you know, you know, meathead tourists walking around in front of them. So, you know, who knows if that, I, I think it's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. And this morning I tried to do the same thing with the Coliseum. We tried to wing it the last minute and we, the, the there was a massive amount of traffic today out of nowhere. Uh, our bus wasn't even going to come for, you know, it was 30 minutes late. We tried to hop on some scooters and I was told by a, a policeman, policewoman, that I can't have my kid on the front of the scooter. It's too dangerous. So we had to stop the scooters. We hopped in a cab. And we're literally sitting in this cab. And it's like an office space where he's where Michael Bolton's in the traffic jam. And the, the granny with the walker is like dusting him. He's like way up the street. And that, that's what was going on. We saw these people like just cruising past us. So we hopped out of the cab, you know, paid 10 euros to make a right-hand turn and uh, finally walked in, got to the front of the Coliseum. And, uh, you know, this is, this is what I've been preaching. This is like Europe 101. When you get these important sites. There are all these people out front that are trying to convince the tourists that they're like official 
you know, they've got walkie talkies. I mean, if you have a walkie talkie in my world, that's pretty official, man. I'm going to listen to virtually anything you say if you just have a walkie talkie. And uh, that this guy tried to pull it on us and said, oh, you're here. You know, it looks like your tickets for 1005. And I have a watch too. look at this. I have a watch and it says 1030 on the watch. So this is not going to work for you. You're going to now have to pay me 120 euros. He said it nicely. But in addition to the 50, we already paid for the two adult tickets. By the way, kids are free at the Coliseum. I'll get to that in a minute. So uh, we smell the rat because, you know, you got to walk the walk too. So I preach this all the time. We said, wait a second. We're not going to dive in on some triple figure euro tour. We've seen this dance before. We saw it at Pompeii. So we tried to go in to the actual official place for the tickets. And lo and behold, uh, they said, come right on in. Here's a sticker for all you guys. You can go in, you can walk around and do this on your own. You don't have to be with some tour guide. So we felt vindicated. We dodged a bullet. They let us in past our uh, slotted time. Now, don't assume that that's going to happen. You got to plan for that stuff. That was where we kind of messed up. We tried to do it last minute. It seems like everything's last minute with us. That's why this is the blooper reel. Um, it just, it's tough with kids. So we dodged a bullet there. And, you know, again, these, these people sitting out in front of these major sites, you're going to have to see past the voodoo. They are going to, they, they try to um, knock you off your game, try to make you feel uncomfortable. And then they swoop in with some, you know, false, solution to your problem and it's really just um a ripoff but coliseum was fine you know it's a building you walk around it and you look from different angles and it's still a building but i think in honor of the coliseum i'm gonna watch gladiator tonight a glass of uh red uh not chianti not uh brunello de montalcino because i'm cheap not Montepulciano because I have taste. Um, I'll try to find a Sagrantino. I'll try to find a, if I can't find that, I'll go for a Primitivo. If I can't find a Primitivo, I'll get it. I'll, I'll settle for a Toscana and I'll watch Russell Crowe in an amazing movie. And it's such a guilty pleasure. This is world travel dad. And I'm here with my daughter. I call her the world travel daughter. Do you like that term? No. Okay. Now, we were talking about Pompeii. Did you go to Pompeii recently? Yes. And was it a fun trip? Mostly. Do you like history as much as your dad? Not really. But do you think that other kids might find it interesting if their families took them there? Yes, because... Not not everyone gets to go to Italy for vacation. Great. I didn't even tell her to say that answer. Now, I saw that you were taking some notes during the trip. Um, what were you taking notes on? I was just I was taking notes of our experience that we had. Do you do you want to share just a little bit about what you wrote uh, for the podcast? Well, I noticed some things about when I was walking around Pompeii and the first thing that I saw was that the, the first thing that I saw was that 
the roads have crevices because of the erosion caused by the wheels over the road. And what I also noticed is some of the structures in Pompeii date back to about 30 AD, which is nearly 2,000 years ago. And wow. Oh, sorry, you had you keep going. And also there's the amphitheater, which is massive in size. And it's way older than the Colosseum, I think. Wow. Um it looks like you were just eating a jelly bean. That might that may be tough for the audio here. Um, so I'm looking over some of the notes. Oh, it looks like there you took some notes on the eruption. You want to tell you want to tell us a little bit about the eruption that you learned of? Mm. What was the name of the mountain? The mountain was named Vesuvius. And one more thing about the amphitheater is it's way older than the Colosseum, and it dates back to 2080, which is even older than some of the houses in Pompeii. And you're probably wondering, why can't you go into the amphitheater and see some of the gladiators? And it's, it's, it's because that um, the the it was the main reason was because of the eruption people who lived in pompeii who survived are long dead because this eruption started in 79 AD the others are frozen statues that didn't try to escape or tried but failed not good at this part well that is very interesting i like that you learned some facts and you got some school credit and so just so the audience is clear though you're not as much of a history fan as your dad would you recommend it for other kids uh around your age like 8 to 11 ish or 12 to 13 ish um i would recommend it and i would give it four stars awesome is that four out of four stars no four out of five stars oh, okay why why not five stars um, it was a little um, hard because you kind of wanted to see everything inside it, but you didn't know if you were going to miss something because I looked at some of the maps and it's like massive. You can't see it in one day. I would agree with that. And there's a lot there. Was it fun to do the map, um, use the paper map and use the interactive map and figure out a system for that? I think that made it a little bit more easier to navigate, but it was still pretty hard to navigate. Well, I, uh, I think so, but I think we saw about as much as you can in a day and um, maybe we'll be back sometime in the future. So uh, we'll be back one day. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show. I am constantly trying to improve through the process of iteration. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here. 
We are now available on Google, Apple, and Spotify. Wherever you are listening, please take a moment to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. And I promise to do whatever I can to send you good vibes.